A to Z of college recruiting. This is the show where you'll learn about the latest tips and tricks on how to maximize your scholarship opportunities tenfold. You'll learn the hows, whys, and what's of college recruitment and scholarships. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to episode 53 of the NSR podcast, the show where we give you the latest tips and tricks on how to maximize your scholarship opportunities and your overall collegiate opportunities. Another one in Matt, the books. Another one in another the books. One, another one. Matt, we're here at a recording episode 53. How excited are you? Unbelievably excited. Unbelievably excited about today's episode. We're in another beautiful state uh, in the US. Obviously, we're not telling you which, which state we're in. That's something you'll have to figure out on your own. Yep. Um, if you're not on YouTube, jump on YouTube. Have a look at the green screen. Have a look at the background. Uh, they're always, always good fun. So um, while you're on YouTube, don't forget to hit the red subscribe button in the bottom right-hand corner. Uh, we're also on Spotify. We're on oh, iTunes. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So make sure you follow us on, on uh, Spotify and Give us a star rating on iTunes. Five but, stars. Uh, I looked at the stats and you guys are, are listening to the podcast on Spotify and iTunes and, and YouTube as well. So it's really good to see. So um, we also have some some books here that you'll see. Uh, the 12-step guide for performing arts, for all college sports and for high school basketball. Oh, Matt yeah. Those, so. I did write those. Um, exactly. Matt, we've had some incredible feedback over the past few weeks as well. We have. We have. We appreciate all the feedback and always try to apply it as best we can um best feedback we got this week was our intro needs to be quicker so here we go <laughs> we're speeding through the intro <laughs> uh, but look this week matt we're going to be talking about u.s college coaches more specifically what they don't care about uh, great episode which is a pretty cool topic exactly so things that u.s college coaches don't care about you'll learn a, a few important things throughout this episode that you'll be able to apply yourself in your u.s college recruitment journey so richo um, let's get into it stay tuned let's get into it all right matt u.s college coaches they care about a lot of things obviously but uh the the, the theme for this episode is all the things they don't care about because there are a lot of things that they they don't care about when it comes to recruiting athletes yep um so look this information will will be very useful for all you listeners out there. So so pay attention. The first thing I want to bring up, Matt, do they care about the opinions that other people have of your athletic abilities? So your parents, coaches, your own opinion of yourself and, and your athletic abilities? No, they do not. Okay. They do not care. Um, now, look, coaches will, you know, they'll certainly look through your profiles. They'll read your coach's references. They'll, uh, they'll learn about you and some of the characteristics that you have you know, as a, as a coachable athlete or, or some of the things that, you know, the, the people closest to you, like your coach will, will have to say about you. And, and yeah, that, I think that says something to your character, but that coach's opinion of how, you know, how talented you are as a player yeah. doesn't actually mean anything because the, the coach who's recruiting you, that that's the only opinion that actually matters. Like exactly. when, when I'm recruiting an athlete, like, yeah, great to hear from his coach that, oh, he's an awesome right back. Well, fantastic. Like, I need a left back. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, so just that's just an example. But, um, look, I think coaches don't really care what other people think about your abilities. Um, that, like I said, they're, they're going to formulate their own opinions and how they feel that you're going to fit into their program. Yeah. Uh, and, and whether you're going to fit into their program mm -hmm. and you um, mentioned obviously the coaches references there we try and steer our athletes or, or we provide information to our athletes on the program when they are gathering their coaches references to 
I guess, try and steer their, their current coaches away from, again, what you said, how, explaining how awesome of an athlete they are. Rather, um, how coachable of a kid you are, how well you take on feedback. Uh, they obviously want to see any areas of improvement, so areas that obviously you, you may need him improving, yeah, like, whether like it be strength and agility. Yeah. yeah, strengths and weaknesses. Like yeah. like a coaching reference that's just like, oh, little Johnny is the best player on the team. Yeah. He's going to go to your program and he's going to do this and he's going to do this and he's going to do this. Well, sorry, but you don't know that. Yeah. You know, that that's that's the whole point. Like mm-hmm. th- that coach doesn't know what little Johnny's going to do or little Sally's going to do once they get to that program. It's up to the college coach who's evaluating that athlete to determine where they can best help him, if they can help them. Uh, that coach's reference will help them to better understand, if it's done correctly, like mm-hmm. Jacob was just saying, yep. uh, to understand you know, their, their character, to understand mm-hmm. you know, things that they're good at, things that they can improve on. Like I said, it, it's about getting a coaching reference that's drafted uh, appropriately. Yeah, exactly. um, not just bragging about you and how good you are as an athlete. No, not, not your current coach having <laughs> too much of an opinion about what you're going to do once you get to college. Exactly. Um, they don't care about how awesome you think you are as a player. I, I think I'm awesome. That doesn't really matter. Again, no. that's your opinion of yourself. And obviously, we all, all think we're better probably than we, than we are. I, I obviously think I'm better than Ronaldo and LeBron James in both sports. Um, <laughs> and I probably am, but... Uh, Keep thinking. Exactly. Keep thinking that, Richo. <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, it's it's right. Like, I mean, there, there's so many times where kids will, will tell us, oh, I'm a, I'm a high-performance athlete. Yep. Well, okay. That's your opinion of your abilities athletically, but will the coach you know, of the collegiate program believe that you're a high-performing athlete in comparison to the already high-performing athletes that are within those, those athletic programs? programs. Exactly. Like, they will determine your ability – um, one thing that I promise you I would never, ever care about is a parent's opinion of their child, all right? Every, for everybody out there, I just had a son. I can already tell you he's five weeks old, but I'm going to have the, the most awesome opinion of him always, <laughs> right? Um, and, and look, I coached college sport for, for a number of reasons, but one of the biggest reasons is that I didn't have to deal with parents, all right? Like parents, I, I, I coach club club soccer for a long time uh, and, and I coached college soccer and I ended up getting out of club soccer because parents are always over opinionated and in, and in the club game where they pay their registration fees they parents feel that they have much more of a say and, and can have an influence on, on a coach and, and, and you know the director of coaching for a club will speak to you know the coach about little so and so who you know may Parents may sponsor the club or, yeah. you know, there, there's, there's more politics involved in club sport. Whereas when I, like I said, college sport, yeah. the only opinion that matters is mine. I'm the head coach. I've got an assistant coach that buys into what I think. We're going to recruit the athletes that we want, that we think are going to be good additions to our program. If I ever hear from your parents, you won't play. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's not, that, that's the difference in collegiate sport. It's, it's the next level. Parents do not have a say. Um, and, and that's something that, you know, I would not listen to a parent's exactly. opinion about their own kid's ability because it's always going to be th- their kid's the best. You might have to re-listen to this podcast in 10 to 12 years' time when you're, you're young. Well, young here's, here's the thing. I, I won't have to worry about, you know, having to undermine my, my son's coach because I promise you I will be his coach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but look, coaches will form their own opinion of you, obviously, which is what we're trying to get at. The opinions of everyone else really... It, it doesn't matter. 
No, uh, they, they really don't matter. Um, it's all very subjective, very especially subje- with, with team yeah, sports. Yeah, with, with team sports, very subjective yep. because it's, you know, there's not a number or, there, you know, there's not a, a, a quantifiable value or number that, that, that determines how good you are. Yep. Whereas if you're a swimmer or, you know, you're a rower or you track and field or golf, yep. you know, quantifiable results that say, hey, you ran 100 meters in 9.6 seconds, right? You are really fast. Yep. All right. That like completely different with team sports. So yep. team sports are always subjective. It's, it's the harsh reality of, of, of especially elite sport. That and, next level, yeah. Yeah, exactly. that next level sport is, is that, you know, someone... Someone is going to think that you're great for their program, but then there's a lot of people that probably won't think that you're great for their program. Yeah. So it's just, like I said, it is. taking it with a grain of salt, focus on the ones that do think that you're a good addition. That's where you put your energy. Okay, Matt. Do college coaches care about what you did as a junior athlete? Or, and when I say junior athlete, really anything two years prior to going to the States? No. Uh, okay. No. <laughs> the answer is no. Like, it's, it's about what you're doing now. Yeah. All right? If, if you know... Like I said, if I'm evaluating an athlete, and let's say I'm, it's you know, basketball player that at, at age 14, you know, they were they were playing on the state team, yeah, you know, and and now as an 18 year old, uh, they're they're a do- only a domestic player, yeah. Okay, well, the the fact that you played state reps when you were 14 means absolutely nothing now. What are you doing now? What are you doing now? Yeah, you know, like are, are you on the level that I need now? Not not. Two years ago, you. Yeah. But are you currently doing something that is going to uh, to transition well to to the level that I expect of my incoming athletes? Yeah. Now, obviously, this information is certainly important to to have on your profile again because it can give a coach an idea of sort of where you're at a, a few years ago. And obviously, video footage is really important uh, as well. But is that the vital piece of information that uh, I guess encourages a coach to say, "Yep, I'm going to put in my offer for this particular athlete." It's it's not. Um, the key sort of decision maker is is what you were doing currently now before heading over to the to the states. Definitely, and I think one of the sports that you you know that I probably deal with this more often than not is golf. Yeah. Right. Um, golf is is a is a funny one in the sense that oh well two years ago I was playing off scratch, you know, or at a plus handicap, and look like that's that's really the the golfer that I am. But as of late, you know, I've had some school commitments and I've had this and so yeah. I hadn't played as much golf so I'm playing off a, a four handicap or a five handicap All right? but I want to go I want to go to a D1 program yeah. okay well you know the fact that that two years ago you were you were a scratch golfer it doesn't matter it's it's the fact that as of right now you're you're playing off a five handicap and and, and is a five handicap going to get you to a division one program no it's it's not no it's um, not. exactly it, it wouldn't make sense for a coach to sign an athlete that has a fantastic athletic history, but in the last year or two haven't really done anything within their within their sport. It doesn't make sense, and it doesn't happen. Like right, or 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 the kid that says, "Hey, look, you know, I'm you know, again back to the golf example, right? That I'm I'm currently playing, you know, off a of four or five handicap, you know, three, four, five, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. I want to go to a Division One program because that's what's going to push me to become a scratch golfer. Like it, it doesn't matter what you think that you can be. You know, oh, oh, well, I thought that I was going to play for Manchester United, all right? Uh, and, and if I would have gone my whole life thinking, yep, I'm going to be like just like Eric Cantona yeah. and go and play for Manchester United, like, yeah, that, that's what pushes me along. But, but when I got recruited, was I, you know, was I at that level? No. no all right? And, and just like that, you know, for, for a golfer to think that, oh, well, look, 
I can play better golf, you know, and, and I, I could be a scratch golfer in six months. I just need the opportunity. Well, look, no coach is going to, to look at you on what you can become. Yeah. It's, it's about, okay, where do you fit now? now. Like yeah. you're, you're, we're recruiting now. This is where you're at now. Yeah. Are, are you on a level that, that we can look at now and say, yep, we want to pull the trigger on this kid yeah. and bring him into our program? Um, if, if the answer is no, that, that, okay. That doesn't mean that you can't get there one day, but, but you go in, yeah. in a direction that, that caters to who you are yeah. now. Not what you used to be, not what you could become, yeah. but what you currently are. So providing an athlete... Uh, an offer based on what they've done in the past or even what the athlete believes they can do in the future it just doesn't it doesn't happen um next one we'll stick to sort of the the past do coaches care about players um about the players you've played with in the past whether they be ex-professionals or the coaches that you've had in the past whether they be ex-professionals so for example did an ex-pro coach you did an ex-national team player coach you uh have you played with an ex-professional like for example i i have um, which is pretty pretty cool, but I guess that do coaches care about that? No, because that doesn't actually that doesn't say anything about your ability. It says more about the. the it other says person. more about the other person's ability. Like, oh, yeah. you used to be a pro, and now you're playing here. Okay, well, yeah. great. Like the people that are playing around you doesn't mean that they should then become pros. Yeah. Right. Like the, the who you currently play with. Like you know, if if you're playing with a an ex professional, like great. You know, that, that says more about that ex-professional than it does about your, your ability. So really that doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. It, do, it doesn't mean anything. We don't have to spend too much time yeah, on that. Yeah, like, oh, because. you know, you know my, it's like saying my team won the championship. Awesome. How much did you play? Oh, five minutes. Yeah. Oh, so, so everybody else won the championship and you had five minutes to do with that. Yeah. You know, so it's like, it, it doesn't matter what anybody else does or who anybody else is or, or what anyone around you has done in the past or yeah. what you have done in the past it's about you right now and what you're doing a great example marco the ceo was playing in one of the lowest divisions in melbourne but he's a former professional athlete um one of the lowest divisions of soccer in melbourne because he wanted to have some fun obviously um, that's like saying someone someone from that league or in on his team saying i played with with an ex-professional like i'm at a I'm at a good level. I should be going over to this particular school, or a coach should look at me because I'm playing with an ex, ex pro. Like it doesn't. Yeah, Marco scored doesn't 53 goals. Anything. He scored 53 goals in that season. Yeah, and, and and yeah, he had a bunch of teammates around him that fed him the ball. Like like great. What does that mean for those other guys? Did, did they score 53 goals? Yeah. Well, no. It, it that ex pro is 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 the one that's <laughs> getting yeah. noticed. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's 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 not about the people around you. It's about you. So again, who you play with. Uh, who you play against, um, you know what you did in the past, what you did as a junior, uh, what you think that you can do in the future means Doesn't nothing. Mean the only thing that matters is the coach's opinion, and we'll go into that even more in the next segment. Quick break. We'll be straight back with more things that coaches don't care about. All right, Matt, we're here recording episode 53, all about U.S. college coaches and what they don't care about. Uh you were a college coach once, uh, and I haven't haven't put this on your script, but uh, just a quick one for you. What didn't you care about when you were coaching in the U.S.? Off the top of your head. Okay. Things that I didn't Think care what, about. What didn't you care about? Okay. Firstly, I didn't care about emails. Okay. I didn't care about emails Explain. because, look, I got about 300 emails a day, 
and who's got time to sit there? I certainly didn't. I ran training sessions in the morning, in the afternoon, taught classes in between. So there was very, very little time that I actually had for emails. Um, again, like I said, I would get 300 a day. There would be a f- I would skim through them, and, and the ones that I knew straight away were from somebody that were important or from the athletic director. Yeah, or- the athletic director needed to get in touch with me or something like that. Yep, straight on to those. A lot of emails from athletes that, like, I never, I'll, admittedly, I'm sorry if you were one of those athletes, but I never even looked at them. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't didn't have the time. You know, it was it was just one of those things that I I, I couldn't sit in the office all day and and you know go through emails. So at the end of the week, like, I'd answer the ones that I needed to, and then I would start fresh, just shift, delete, bang, <laughs> start again next week. Off we go. Yeah. Um, so again, I guess think about that. What you about know, call, if an athlete called you though? Like I know emails. Oh, but that was the thing. If an athlete caught me in the office and and, and called on the phone, a hundred percent, I had the time. Like I said, you got me on the phone. Okay, yeah. great. Let's talk. Yeah. Who who are you? Where are you coming from? What did you you know? Happy, happy to to give that time when when I'm sitting in the office and ready to go. Or if I'm in the office and I am on my computer and bang, an email pops up at the right time yeah. and I, I click in it and I say, oh, you know, oh so and so from Australia. Oh, Okay, well, cool. you know, let's what's what's their deal? Yep. You know, I'd I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd look at it. Yep. Um, but again, it's it that's where timing comes in, and and, and it I, I look back at it, and yeah, it probably took a lot of effort to get in contact with me, just because you know there, there was only a limited num- limited amount of time that I was actually in the office, in the office and, and and happy to communicate. Yep. Every other time, I was you know running sessions and and coaching and what else and, and doing everything else. What else did um, you care about? Oh. Something else that I didn't care about. I, I didn't. I didn't care about databases. Okay. All right. So you know how many, how many times I would be contacted by, you know, college recruiters or or, or so people. So and so agency. Yeah. yeah. So and so agency that just said, "Hey, coach. Hope you're well. Got this database full of 150 thousand athletes. Great kid. Awesome stuff. If it was one of the emails you opened, then yeah. Oh, totally. like, well, look. Uh, yeah. Something like that. Hey, check out my database. No. <laughs> I didn't care about databases. I didn't care. I, I, there was never, and, and we did a podcast episode completely about this, right? I would yeah. never, ever, ever go into a database and, just scroll. and, and filter through it to, to, and then scroll through a list of athletes and watch video after video after video. To, to, yeah, to sit there and, no, I, I just told you this, what I talked about before. I didn't have time for that. So I had trusted contacts. If, if one of my trusted contacts were coming in through my email, bang, yep, hey, I got a few players for you, great. I have time to look at three players' videos. Yeah. I, I do not have time to scroll through 150,000 players <laughs> uh, looking at From videos. All over the world, yeah. No, so I didn't care about databases and... One more. Oh, oh, this is a... Pro- the thing that I didn't care about the most is probably excuses. I, I, I zero time and, and and... Oh, just hate excuses, right? Okay, right if you had it, you know, if you miss training, all right, and you uh, had an excuse yep. for it, not sorry, all right. If, if, if excuses are, I could say a lot of things about excuses, right? <laughs> uh, I think a lot of you probably know the sayings, but um, really, you know, un- unless somebody came to me with with an extreme circumstance as to why, you know, they missed their classes or why they missed a training session or why they missed a team meeting or why they were late or, or any of that stuff. Like I, I, zero tolerance for excuses, zero tolerance. Because if somebody missed my training session, 
didn't come to me prior to with a really, really good reason as to why they were going to miss, then the next training session that they showed up, the whole team would would be punished for it and, and would do, like I said, my, my <laughs> method remember. of... Yeah. Yes, my method of therapy was bear crawls. Yeah. I would make the entire team bear crawl while the one person that gave me an excuse as to why they weren't there sat on the side with me and watched, and watched their teammates suffer. <laughs> All right? and, and tell me how much of a... Tell me how many times they, they came late again. Never. Never. Not once. All right? No, the kids, like I said, I... I you know, call it unconventional. I call it me. <laughs> the Matt Wade therapy. Yeah, the Matt Wade treatment. Yeah, exactly. um, but look, we, we were we were championship caliber program. There you, you go. Know, a couple of a couple of things that the head coach doesn't care about. Uh, that excuses. Again, not wasn't on the script or anything like that. Just top no. of the head type stuff. Um, but no, that, that's really cool, Matt. Thank you. What about do coaches care about the subjects that you've taken in high school or the subjects that you've chosen in? For, for high school no like they, they care about the fact that you've graduated from high school and you've you've made good enough grades to get into their school yeah. you know like if if they're a school that required you to take particular subjects then then yeah like they'll they'll, they'll care whether you did them or not but if you didn't do them then it's not like they're going to lose sleep over it they don't they don't care they're just going to focus on the kids that did eligible. the subjects yeah that, that, that are eligible if so you're not eligible there's no way around it basically no. no matter what classes you've taken so even if i said matt but but coach look i took pe and sports science because i want to get into physiotherapy and your school has physiotherapy yeah well okay that's great those classes aren't a part of and our an awesome schools. athlete yeah yeah no that, that's awesome and, and there's going to be a great place for you okay just cool. not here okay okay all right because those subjects are, are not considered yeah. as as cores or you're missing a few you know cores you're not eligible you know, that doesn't mean that I'm, I'm not interested in you. You know, like you, you can, there's plenty of ways for, let, let's say that what I would tell a kid that wasn't eligible for my school is, hey, hit me up in a, in a couple of years, you know, yeah. go, go and get the classes that you need, play at another college. And, yeah. and, and if, and if you're still looking for that next level opportunity, then I'll bring you in. Yeah. Then get, get in contact with me in a couple of years time. We'll see how we go. So that one's pretty simple. There's, there's no way around it really. If you're not eligible for that school based on your high school subjects, then you're not you know, eligible, you'll have to go somewhere else, lift your grades, take yeah, the right classes, and then potentially transfer in. So. That doesn't mean that your life's over. No, not at all. No, like, if you're not eligible for, you know, Division One or Division Two, like, who cares? Like, yeah. there, you've got Division Three, the NAIA, Junior College. You, you've got so many options that, that, that are going to give you a great experience. And, and that's not to say that, you know, that that's just your first stop wherever you go. Yeah. Because then you can transfer on, go to a new program, progress through the U.S. system, um, you know, and, and yep. yeah, like if, make yourself eligible. If you're not eligible, don't, don't sit there and say, oh, well, I'm not coming at all then. Yeah. It's not worth it. And, but there's nothing the coach can do. So essentially no. they don't care about the subjects you take in high school because it's not, it's not their choice and it's not their No, you either did the right things to, or you didn't. Yeah, exactly. And, and if you didn't, then that's great. Wish you the best of luck. Contact me when you can. Yeah. And, and if you did, okay, well, let's let's look at your stuff. Are you are you a good enough player? Yeah. Don't really care about what you did two years ago. I want to know what you're doing now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and that's where we we sort of go from there. Exactly. So, look, last segment we'll get into now. A quick break. We'll talk about uh, a few other things that again, college coaches don't care about. Oh yeah. Last segment, Matt. We'll try and keep it under thirty minutes. We're doing pretty pretty Cruising. good at the moment. Uh, let's say my target is to go to an NCAA Division One school, but I have to go to another school first in another division. Does the coach at an NAIA school, for example, let's say I'm playing there first, does that coach care about 
my goal to go play in the NAIA and uh, sorry the the NCAA Division One and the timeline I've set for myself to go and play in the the NCAA Division One. So look, of of course, a coach is going to care about your goals, your goals, yeah. you know, and and where you want to go and, and what you want to accomplish as an individual. Um, but that's not going to put you in front of of another athlete um, yeah. if that athlete's better. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Like a, a coach, you know, your your own personal aspirations do not come before the team. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, you're essentially every athlete has goals right? in every college program I've, I've experienced all of my teammates, everyone on, in our team had their own goals, aspirations. Yeah. They wanted to be the desires best to go play that they could be exactly elsewhere in, in a higher league. Um, that's sport. And especially at this level, everyone wants to, to develop and grow and, and, and go somewhere else and, and play at a higher level. That's, that's I, it. So. I think, I think the, the hardest thing to understand, and, and if you can grasp this concept before you head over to the States, you're mm. going to be so, so successful, right? Mm. Your job as a college athlete mm-hmm. or, 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 an, or an elite athlete, you know, or it, trying to make yourself a next level athlete, your job is to make your teammates better. Yeah. All right. You do what you need to do, work your guts out yeah. to help make your teammates better. Because when they see you doing that, and, and you having a, a selfless attitude to do whatever it takes, regardless of how much you're rewarded with playing time, with everything, session after session after session to make your teammates better. It's it's also your teammates' job to make you better. Yeah. All right. So so it's it's about being selfless, not selfish. Yeah. All right. The 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 pay to play system. It, is is no more when you go to college it is not pay to play it, it is the coach the coach's opinion about who will best do the job is all that matters yeah you, he, he he or she will play the athlete that they feel is going to do the job if that's you great you you do the job to the best of your abilities and, and if that's not you then you support the one doing the job in every way possible and when you get to the next training session you continue to work yeah. and work and work to make everyone around you better because in turn they will make you better yeah i'm right? i'm not going to play over another athlete just because i want to go to the ncaa division one basically no. is, is answering that question which, no, which well, makes perfect sense why would you well think about it here in australia Richard. Yeah. like like would would you okay if you're a soccer player here in australia all right your goal is to go to the a-league yeah all right so are you going to tell your coach well, look, my goal is to go to the A-League. So I need to, I need to start and, and, and play over everybody. I need to play 90 minutes a game all right, so that I can get the, the most amount of exposure to accomplish my goal of making it to the A-League. Would you tell your coach that? Wouldn't go down too well. NBL. Look, I need to play over everybody else because my, my goal is to make it to the NBA yeah. or the NBL. So yeah. I need to play as much as possible to get the exposure to be able to accomplish my goal. All right, what, what, what kind of attitude is that? Yeah. No, exactly. And look, again, obviously coaches care about your goals, your desires. Uh, of, of course they care. Uh, but what they don't care about is that type of attitude. Uh, obviously, um, you don't get to choose if you, if you start every game. Uh, that, that's completely up to the, the coach and it's, it's, it's their opinion. It's, it's plain and simple. Um, and it makes, it makes complete sense. I don't know what would have happened if I tried to tell my Scottish coach that in the States. Again, it probably wouldn't have gone down too well. No. Um, Matt, do they care about what you think you deserve? So uh, I deserve to be playing because I work the hardest in training uh, or I feel like I work the hardest in training and I've, I've really done everything I can to, to prove myself to you. Well, look, it's very, very similar to what we just talked about. Yeah. Like, of course they care. 
and 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 they certainly take notice of your efforts. Yep. But but just because you've self-evaluated yourself to yep. say that you've worked the hardest of anyone in training and you deserve to play more minutes than than somebody Someone who else. may who may have been there for three years who have, who's done a great job. You know, let, let's say like a basketball player. Yeah. I work harder than LeBron James, so I should be playing over LeBron James. Yep, I'm a 20-year-old, and I'm, I'm working harder than Cristiano Ronaldo at Juventus, so I should be starting over Ronaldo because he doesn't try that hard or, in training. Or, look, I'm a, I'm a freshman in college, and I'm, I'm, you know, I work tirelessly. I put in the effort during the summer workouts. I passed all my fitness tests. Yep. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm working harder than anyone on the team. Uh, I deserve to play over you know, Jeff Who's who's been there for for you know three years yeah. and and is a, a legend of the program? Yeah. Right? J- just because you work hard, no. Like you're you're expected to work hard. Yeah, exactly. And I know there are a couple of extreme examples, but is it really that different? It's no, it, it, it's not exactly. So, um, and it, again, this is be the first time where most of you guys will be in a system that's very much like a professional system. Uh, you don't just play over other athletes because you're working harder in in training. That's not the the way it works. Of course, coaches are going to notice that. And of course, um, they're going to take that into consideration and, and take that into account. And they're obviously going to appreciate it. But that isn't going to be the deciding factor of whether you start over someone else. If that other athlete has been there longer or is, is better than you. Yeah. Like, like he's just technically physically stronger better, than yeah. you. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to play over him. And, and again, it's, it's your job as, as a college athlete to work your backside off. Yeah. Like not for, not for you. You know, you're, you're, you're going to, you work your backside off to, to make everyone around you better. Yeah. That, that is your job is got make your teammates better by working tirelessly yeah. and, and expect them to do the exact same thing for you. And, and if you think that your needs and what you want to accomplish and, and your playing time and your experience comes before anybody else in that program, you're not going to make it far at all. Yeah. You don't come before the team, but, uh, Great episode, Matt. We've kept it under 30 minutes. We've still got 30 seconds to play with. So, <laughs> Hey, what do you want to talk about? No, but look, no. <laughs> uh, thank you guys. Hopefully you uh, enjoyed this episode. Uh, again, the, the information here is really, really important and it can help you later in your recruitment journey. It can help you right now as well. So um, look, thanks for, thanks for tuning in. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the green screen. We're on Spotify, we're on iTunes, we're on YouTube, we're on Subscribe, Stitcher, we're on TuneIn Star Radio. ratings. We're on everything. Find us. Awesome. Listen, we'll be back listening. We'll be back next week for episode 54. Thanks, guys.